Welcome back to the PropTech Ramble. I'm Michael Grant. Hi everyone, I am Charlotte. Hey, yes, I'm Sam. <laughs> um, plug away. PropTech for us as Metricus is, again, it's not just new, it is legacy as well. Yeah, I think I've got to say it's about the people, so like making things easier for the people in the building and also people who run the building. And if it doesn't do that, then point. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of what PropTech does is try and make get those old buildings and turn it into something that's a bit new. That's what it's all about really, apart from me rambling on like I'm doing now. So uh, that's why it's called PropTech. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Very true. <laughs> Hello everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, our Unisu event to introduce Helix. Uh, my name is Michael Grant. I'm the COO uh, and co-founder of Metricus. With me, I have Sam Hall, our head of technology, the man behind the build and his team. Uh, Helix is our next generation platform. So we will be going through some slides with you, uh, which Sam, Sam will drive. Uh, Helix is all of your data in one place with actionable insights and connections to many other platforms should you need to. Uh, so Helix, Sam, I'm gonna let you run this slide because you're the man building it, it's your team lots of ideas, lots of feedback from customers and lots of information. So yeah, over to you, mate. Yeah, so we basically, we've been working on Helix for nearly a year um, with the idea that we would sort of try and take a fresh look at how people look at smart buildings, how they create reports about their buildings and generally just make it, make it easier to make your buildings you know, smarter, safer, more sustainable, as our headline sort of says. Um, but we want to allow people to both have Anything that is um, anything from a pre-built report to something that you can customize and tailor if you've got some, every building is kind of different. So it's creating that balance of um, reports for ESG, um, reports for uh, occupants and capacity, whilst also allowing people to do things like uh, yeah, create some specific report for your specific kind of ESG um, reporting. Um, and we've also tried to make it so that it's easily extensible for people to add lots and lots of devices and integrations to other systems because that is obviously critical for people to be able to um, quickly and easily add it to, to different buildings. Yeah, and that, that like the, the part of that that people ask us about a lot, uh, as we're doing for a customer of ours in Canada, they, they would like the data out via an API. They have, they have different sensors and they're, whether they're connected to the building management system, the one I'm thinking about is the energy customer. So building management systems, but then they also need additional sensors for energy because they can't, they don't have a BMS or they can't get to it. So they want it straight out via an API to put it into their management reporting for their board. Yeah, so I think that's something we'll talk a bit more later. Yeah. We've got, you know, some, I think we've got quite a different approach compared to some previous way, like ways that we've seen to allow people to have that flexibility and extensibility in a, in a smart buildings platform. Yeah. So standing out from the rest, what, what sets Helix apart? Uh, we've taken a lot of information and feedback from customers, uh, from current customers and potential new ones. So some of them we've won, some of them we haven't, uh, but there's a lot of feedback we've taken and especially through partners. We, we're a software house and our goal is to work, work with partners. So set up in minutes, I know everyone says this, but actually that is truly our goal with uh, with Helix. Uh, it, it's already quite simple with version three and Metricus and our hardware partners and our software partners, but making that really easy, minimal effort to get something up and running. Uh, flexibility is, is huge. So 
people, different people need different data. So getting the data out that you need in a report that you need, not everyone needs the same report. Uh, or as it says there, just take it out from our API, which is what one of our customers in Canada are doing. Uh, and the other one is that, you know, insights, you know, the word dashboard is flogged to death and no one really cares about dashboards, but insights over time are hugely important. It's about driving ROI for every one of our customers. Uh, and then adding to that, there's still not enough data in the world in a smart building platform yet for AI and ML to really start to do anything with, but over time there will be, and that's that's a huge part of what we're doing. Yeah, and I think there's some, some we're in an advantageous position where we do actually have some data, so we can start to do things yeah. already, like you know, um, a feature that will be coming out fairly soon is a not you know anomaly detection to start to help people to look at maybe a their temperature readings are going out of out in the middle of the night, but no no human ever goes and looks at that. So we're trying to mean that we can draw attention to that, and then longer term try to think of some ways that we can get some real results for people, you know, and try and turn those things that people say and think about, but they don't really know whether it's just a correlation or if there's causation. And that that's that's really what we're trying to do with these new critical insights yeah. to, to drive ROI. I think one of the ones that we've discussed and we were talking about this the other day, I think in one of the in the team meeting mm -hmm. was the the capacity. So understand you know, knowing, being able to give customers information about the use of their building and one of our customers uses the data in their restaurants to order food. So AI and ML will help with that yeah. over time. That's quite I mean, a cool one, I think. I'm a big fan of taking stuff from other other industries and basically pinching their ideas and shoving it into a different one. So I actually was reading something about uh, expected goal statistics in football, which then was like, okay, how can we do that in smart buildings for something like expected occupancy? Yeah. You know, football's a lot more chaotic than a building. So surely we can use some similar principles to be able to then apply them to to our um, our arena, so yeah, we're starting to really accelerate on those kind of applications. That, that, that's that, that's a really exciting part for me. Yeah, and, and value to the customers is is big. It is very cool, but the value to the customers could be huge, right? Yeah, like understanding on a you know everyone says Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday these days is when everyone's in. Uh, you know, Monday, Friday, let's, let's really understand if that is the case, but mm. then be able to do some really smart stuff with your building. So that's that's the critical insight part. Uh, four areas uh, of, of Helix. Uh, at, at the moment, we say connect, respond, transform. But this is connect, discover, action, and develop. So I, I won't read through all of those, but, but connect is to connect existing building systems or business systems and additional sensors into the platform. Uh, and as, as it says, you know, we always say a unified view of your building. Uh, discover is then quickly discover insights by having those connections all in one place. Uh, action, action can be automation, which we're doing more and more of, and we're doing that for, for a UK customer of ours now as well. But action can be automation, trigger an event, start a workflow, so or just send an email or a text message to trigger a manual uh, action from it. Uh, they're quite cool. The automation part, I, I think, is very exciting for, for what we're doing. Uh, and then develop, you know, use our, ATI, uh, use our API to develop your own application or import data from the platform. So there's some big, there's some big things happening, right, in some of that, some, yeah, I mean, some I, of those four areas. I think the bit that we sort of added compared to what we were doing before is really focusing on how people can develop things on top of what Metrics is doing. So, you know, we've opened up 
essentially the whole kimono. You know, you'll you'll be able to affect how your organization model is built. If you know you decide that the way that our interface is not doesn't quite fit you, if you want to build your own uh, building model, you know, you can utilize the tool set that Metricus gives you to be able to then build an application that might be more suited to your particular application. Equally, you you know, you may decide that Helix as a product, it gives you everything you need and you just use that out of the box, you know, white glove service style. But we were very keen to, yeah, allow people to not just take data out that we've connected, but also affect how that data is actually being um, manipulated and how it's being organized so that then, yeah, if you want to do something that's a bit different, a bit special for yourself, then you can. Um, which, yeah, I think is certainly from compared to what we've seen from some other competitors, then that seems to be quite a, a differentiator for us. Yeah, I, I was on a call prior to this call, uh, prior to doing this event, I should say, this morning with a, with a company, uh, large US company, with big presence in the UK, and they have a platform themselves. It's, it's, not in, it's not in our space, but they are in commercial buildings. And for them, they're very excited about being able to develop against Helix and, and strengthen their, the platform they already have for their, for their customers. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, we're already seeing a lot of um, development and interaction with you know, digital twin-like platforms yeah. where people are wanting to not just integrate perhaps Metricus, but you may have, I don't know, you might have some um, what's it, digital workplace yeah. systems you know, where you're actually bringing in data from something like Microsoft Teams. Yeah. which you know, metrics could interact with, but we're obviously primarily focused on the physical spaces. So instead, you now pull that into a digital twin application using Metricus as that you know, building platform, and then you can collect all your different data sets together and you know, build that um, cross-functional application um, that, that really yeah, drives a huge amount of value. Yeah, I, I think that we've been talking to people about some people using Microsoft Dynamics and the field services piece of that, taking it out of Metricus, pushing it straight into that to automate workflows and automate jobs, and then give people the data they need from Metricus, but using you know, you know, a Hololens or you know a Microsoft type product to go in and have a three D representation, whether that's digital twin or whether it's real estate core. Mm -hmm that flexibility I, no, no one in the market has that at the moment that's one of the core things we wanted to change personally as metricus because we get asked about it more and more we don't want to recreate the wheel if someone already has something that is awesome on the front end that does kind of 70 80 percent of what they need but they need metricus to make it complete and interact with other systems that's 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 one of that's one of the core pieces it's, it's quite powerful that we can we can do that and interact with with different systems doesn't doesn't matter what it is so how does it work, Sam? I'm going to let you run this one. Yeah, so um, basically, if I go just sort of from left to right, you know, we, we obviously try and take data from a myriad of different systems, um, and those sensors could be anything from a BMS system that has got 1,000 potential points connected all the way to um, a, a door sensor where you're just simply detecting whether it's open or closed. Um, we work both with um, systems that we have to connect to directly, and then also ones where there may be some sort of vendor cloud in the way. Um, uh, oh, sorry, in the system, not in the way. <laughs> um, but all of it eventually comes into our import API, um, which allows us to then bring it into the Metricus system. Now, what you could do is technically, you don't really need to talk to Metricus to actually um, have those importers created. You could create your own. You know, we do 
have a collection of integrations to make, make it as simple as possible for people to get to insights. But if you have some, I don't know, maybe you've got a smart recycling sensor that is slightly different from something that we've integrated before, so long as you turn it into the in, in a format the Importer API uh, understands, which is going to be either A, the metrics format, or B, Real Estate Core, which also has connectors for uh, Haystack, Brick, and I think it's called Owl. Um, so, you, you know, essentially any data you want can get connected to Metricus. Um, then we can understand that and pull it into the platform. And then we can also connect to different systems such as Condeco or Office App or whatever it may be. You know, lots and lots of different systems that are now part of interacting with a building also need to be pulled into the platform to do things like, you know, used occupancy as an example before. We often have customers who want to look at um, a sort of uh, meeting room occupancy in, in, in reality versus what was the intended occupancy that was booked by the person who, you know, who booked it. Um, or, or, and no-shows, that's the big one. Yeah. Right? That, that's no one shows. of the big things we get asked about a lot. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots and lots of different systems we have to integrate. Once we have that data, then we have two kind of, you know, we have the Helix platform and the product that is the, you know, the system that you'll uh, interact, the front end, you know, that you act, interact with on a, on a daily basis to you know, do the do things like set up where your devices are in a building to um, look at the different reports that we've created and then have those different uh, actions to, to make those decisions. Um, but equally, as mentioned, you know, we have the Helix API that all of the things that you see on the Metricus platform, you could sort of build yourself with a different front end. You could, if you wanted to, take that data out and uh, pull it into, uh, maybe you want to do some Power BI dashboard because, um, or you want to, uh, you want to interact with yeah, dynamics, yeah. or you've got your own custom uh, uh, CR, uh, CRM system or something that you want to pull that data into. Um, so we want to just, as much as possible, I think the things that we're trying to do is give people, you know, optionality yeah. and the flexibility to build a smart building like, you know, like you want, not like Metricus wants necessarily. Yeah. And that, that flexibility is key because some people will use the, the whole platform for Helix. Mm -hmm. Some people will use, you know, something like Power BI because they already do their reporting in it and they don't want to change. But there are companies out there like the one I spoke to this morning who physically have their own platform that a customer needing to learn another login and another interface just isn't helpful. Yeah. And, and so they want to be efficient. So, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. It's, it's cool. I mean, people have their own platforms and they've thought about it and we can actually help. That's great. Well, you know, yeah, and, and connecting. <laughs> well, the people, people, you know, we've got far too many logins. I've got my, my laptop up in front of us here so we can see the other slides and the other bits and pieces as well. And, and uh, you know, unified login is great, but you've got many different interfaces, Slack, Google, you know, all of these things. When it comes to a building, people just don't want that. So, yeah, yeah existing systems are already there. Are quite cool. And some of the partners we're talking to in the U.S., APIs all day long. Yeah. So connect all of your data in one place. So we uh, we need to update this slide actually. Uh, so this is Helix in the middle. Uh, again, so lots of different areas we cover: building management systems, energy monitoring, smart cleaning is is on the up uh, quite rapidly because of COVID, obviously, as well as indoor air quality, uh, space utilization. 
uh, is is big uh, people. You know, there's lots of banks and lot, lots of big companies have actually just said, you know, went back to work, back to the office. We don't think we need as much real estate as we had before. Everyone was kind of making tons of money and happy with people being 70%, you know, offices being 70%, but actually there's, they realize there's a ton of money they can save by actually giving some back. What they do with those, whether they sell them onto other people or turn them into housing, where because everyone's got a global shortage, we'll see. I'm hoping some of that does happen. Uh, but the right hand side uh, is, you know, also you know some of the big, big, big areas. So the compliance and regulatory reporting, the, the tenant experience, the business systems. That that's another big one we get asked about, which is why it's a, a big chunk there. And then room and desk booking again. COVID back to work is is a big piece, uh, and we're seeing that pretty much all day every day from every customer we speak to now so but it, it's it, it is about making helix you know the core and dna of your building so this is just a good representation of that yeah i think we it's we're just trying to show that we can we can both you know pull all the data together into a single place you know and, and helix can be that place but equally we can also be that sort of data highway i suppose you know between for example an indoor air quality sensor and a tenant experience app. You know, tenant experience apps in general, you're not going to want to have to do the work that we've already done to, in, to integrate with 10, 15 different indoor air quality sensors when you can just integrate with Metricus and we can just, you know, depending on whether you've got any one of the various different providers that we use, to then it's the same thing. It's just a temperature reading. So we can simplify the ability for people to pass that data between different applications and also bring it all together. So it's, I think that's quite a, a powerful thing for people to be able to do with, with smart buildings. Yeah, you're right. People, so, you know, if we've got global partnerships with people like Equiem and, and OfficeApp, and they, they don't want to do that, you're right. But they, they do want the data because people are asking for the data. So the land, whether it's the tenant experience app dealing with the landlord or the tenant experience app dealing with the end customer, people want to know how busy the building is, what, what's the busiest floor, where can I go and sit, and what's going on with the air quality today? Because some people, you know, are really affected by that and, and are quite worried about going back to work. But, you know, if, if you can just pull that from us and not, as you said, not have to do the integrations into 15 different hardware providers, makes life very easy. And it adds a ton of value to the tenant experience app company and to the people using the app and getting something else from it without, without a huge amount of heavy lifting. Yeah, exactly. So connect all your data in one place. Uh, so just some of the visuals uh, that we will see in, in Helix. Uh, it's, we get asked a lot about existing systems, so building management systems, but also, you know, a month or two ago, we did Signify for somebody. Yep. Uh, so getting all of that data, whether it's existing or new and integrating it, connecting it all in one place, as we said before, very, very important. You know, any vendor's sensors are connected uh, and uh, it's an arms race for the sensors. They've, they've, you know, there's a new sensor company comes out of the ground almost every month, it seems like. So, and in different parts of the world, they have different vendors. You know, we're doing some projects in Paris where the company we're working with said, we'd really like to support local businesses. So can you please go and speak to these sensor companies in France, which we'd never heard of and never spoken to before, but we'll connect them into the platform. So that, that's... I, you know, there's lots of value metrics, and we would say that because we love it. But that's one of the one of the key things is just to be able to keep plugging them in and, mm -hmm. and getting to the point where we don't have to do that, and other people can. 
that's a it's a huge relief of your teams and not actually just having to do that <laughs> every sprint. Um, yeah, and I think the second thing here that we're trying to also do with Helix, you know, as well as connecting data in, we're also trying to essentially connect you to your data. You know, how do we, um, we in our office, I think we've probably got 200 sensors. It's, it's ludicrous. I, I, can't, I can't remember what they all are. So, you know, we're trying as well to make it simpler for people to find the different sensors and find those, uh, that data that they know they've got connected. Um, so we're doing, trying to, you know, simplify the way that people can search through different devices, look through different buildings and give those insights as fast as possible so that they can, you know, see where the problems are. And then we're also going to be looking at some features that will allow you to do things like um, basically ask questions of your building. I'm going to be a bit coy because it's, you know, something that we're sort of developing at the moment. But, yeah. you know, we're looking at how can we enable you to simply um, talk to your building a bit more rather than, you know, needing to remember that it's sensor 41B. <laughs> I know that I, I don't remember that. So, no, I don't remember. Um, so, yeah, it's trying to, as well as bring that data in, it's also about how do we connect you to that data um, in a single place and make it make it as simple as possible, really. Yeah, I'd like to talk more about that as well, but I can't. So we have to, you have to wait, people. You have to wait. So discover again. This is this is all individual. Discover what's what's happening with the data, making data more accessible. But different people use data for different reasons. So. Indoor air quality data can be used by the you know the HR team. It can be used by the workplace team. It can be used by the FM team. Different people use it for different reasons, uh, but it all needs to be accessible. So you know, new ways, as Sam said, new ways to get to your data quickly, to get to the information you need quickly. Uh, that's hugely important. Uh, live and historic. So a, a, a lot of People ask us, and it's something that we don't have presently, but we will do the historic heat maps, so that people, and this is this is for this is for people who run buildings. So to understand what's happening in the building and heat map over time is hugely important. Is that important to the people who run the building, the FM team, and the operations team? Yes. Is that necessarily important to the HR people or the workplace people? No, but they will use the, you know, other people will use the data in different ways. So it's you know the, the accessibility is. Is, is key for us. The pre-built reports, people can build anything they want in Metricus, but having some pre-built reports that you don't have to do on your own, but give you the data that you need, we get asked about this all the time. So we, we build them in, in, in version three at the moment. There will be a ton, like almost a library of yeah. reports for people to get what they need for different roles, different responsibilities. And we are asking people how, we're asking people how, we're asking people to help us with those as well. So. We've got customers, we'll talk about our beta program as well later on, but people are actually giving us some great input to make sure that those reports are as valuable as possible. Yeah, I think that the you know, the idea of this is to bring people to the platform and get insights and information as, as fast as, as possible. Yeah. You know, we want to, as I think we said if, you know, right at the start, we want people within, say, 15 minutes to be able to actually get some value from the sensors they've gone and installed. Because something I think we've seen a few times is that you know, people have all this data and they've got loads of stuff. They may have already actually installed something without Metricus and they've gone and done some occupancy, they've done air quality, but they've got no idea what it's giving them. So we want to give these sort of, we've got, you know, a fair amount of market knowledge now about what people 
want. We, you know, the customers are obviously talking to us a lot about the things that have worked for them. So we're trying to use that to mean that we can have an air quality report that can help everyone, you know, and make it easy for people to understand how your air quality is being affected. Um, we're trying to use, you know, the information we're starting to get from talking with a whole host of people about ESG, which is almost like a feels like ESG is a reporting is a bit of a dark art at the moment, yeah, and we, yeah. we don't want it to be like that. Yeah. It should be easy. So, you know, yeah, those pre-built reports I think are, are going to really help people to at least just get started because there's loads of stuff you could do, um, but it's that getting started that I think I think is something that we we can really yeah really help with. Yeah, I think at the moment. ESG, SECR, which is Streamlined Energy and Carbon Reporting, which is going to become regulation. And then you've got Local Law 97 in the US. People will want pre-packed reports for that. Yeah. They might want to have to build them themselves. And if there's a platform that has them, great. And if you can just pull the report at the end of every month as part of your compliance and your regular reg regulatory reporting, you're ticking your box. You're not, they're not spending time doing that. You're spending time doing something more valuable for your business and for yourself. But if it gets delivered every month, then happy days yeah oh there's a cool animation there that i didn't realize was going to happen <laughs> actually the thing on the so what we're doing one of the features we're introducing is basically a calendar so you can actually see when your reports are due oh, yes you know so yeah. that we'll basically you can schedule reports so you know that you got like a weekly uh, air quality report or a weekly air score or something like that yeah and you can set it so that you know you can just log onto the platform you see when it's due You'll, you know, you'll get an email or reminder, you know, notification. But equally, if you just log into Metricus, you can see whether it was due that day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's again just trying to make stuff as accessible and easy as possible. Oh, have I done too many clicks there? No, I haven't. Uh, action. So make data-driven decisions based. We should have improved based. <laughs> We're not perfect people. I'm Australian, so that doesn't help. So, as it says there, make data-driven decisions. So. That's what a platform like ours is all about. It's what should help people. People shouldn't have to go diving in and you know do a ton of work to get the data that they need to help them make decisions. So making it easier, the, the AI and the machine learning that will come will, will help with that. And Sam touched on it earlier about you know the understanding what's going to happen in your building, being able to predict how many people are going to come in, then you can work out what you should be doing with your HVAC systems or how you should run your meeting rooms, how you should run your cleaning schedules, how much food needs to be you know, ordered for a restaurant uh, each day, uh, which is something that's come up with, with a customer of ours having put you know, sensors in the, the lines, which, which actually started with COVID, but you know, not wanting too many people in the space at once, but turns out actually it's quite good for ordering food. So AI machine learning on that, being able to predict you know, seasonality, I think, will also come into account with, with that as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, data-driven decisions is, is, uh, is uh, as we said, the action side of things. And the way it will look in the platform will be quite cool. Uh, or you can pull it out and put it into another platform uh, via the API. I think that we, we talked about it in the last slide, but weekly, weekly insights and analytics for people, just efficiency of time for people is... Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, when you make policy changes, sometimes it can be hard to tell whether it's made a difference. Yeah. You know, as in you may, I don't know, let's say that you see you, um, you notice that your air quality is bad and the platform tells you that you maybe you should open a window more regularly. But then how do you actually know that's had an effect unless you essentially remember uh, to go and check? That's why we're now starting to, you know, restore reports so you can 
go back and look at them later if you know let's say you get to a monday and you've forgotten um you can check your report that came out on the friday um and we can show you whether that's actually you know this report you can see uh whoever's office that 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 would be the co2 is not looking great probably should open a window <laughs> um and so you know you can then make those changes and see how things improve over time um which yeah we want to introduce these yeah these ai driven remediation steps to help people get to um to improving their buildings not that just being smart because they're smart for smart sake they're actually making them be better places to be better places to to work yeah and if you can't open a window that's where automation comes in so back to the yeah. bms if if the bms had the capability to push fresh air then you can push fresh air no one will have to know that because at the moment we were we're a prime example of this we can open our windows fortunately although we're outside the crossrail works that are going on that are forever delayed but we can open a window and let some air in we wouldn't call it fresh but we can let air in to bring the co2 down but if you can't do that and you've got a bms and we can automate and your bms has the capability to push fresh air or air and no one else really has fresh air anymore but push air in to drop that co2 level that's that's a big part of that so manual or, or, or automation uh, develop again. Maybe yeah. I'll let you run this one. Yeah. So this is just to, to really highlight what we we're saying before about how you can you can use the API to to configure your smart building however you want. You know, you may wish to create an app that is basing something of the a temperature reading. You know, and that's much easier to work through. I'm afraid I'm going to go into a bit of technical jargon. If, I'm not sure how much <laughs> people want that, but um, you know, if you want to just have a subscribe to a temperature reading over MQTT. And just pull that regularly we can do that if you want to grab a load of uh, analytics data where you declare like dimensions and measures to be able to then pull it into a uh, some sort of bi app we can do that you know it's the idea is as much as possible to help people to have the smart building that they want you know we know from experience we can't be everything to everyone but what we can do is give people the tools to to have that you know we can allow people to build their digital twin we can allow people to have an app any any different application that is based on you know the things that we do as metricus um the one thing that i think that we will probably always you know people will always end up using is the you know provisioning and commissioning most people don't want to rebuild that because it's 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 yeah. there's no need yeah. um, basically so what we've focused on is more you you could build one if you wish but really the major api uh, elements are you know, interacting with different data sources and syncs, um, which is more information on my blog, self-promote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin will be very happy. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a um, it's a good blog, everyone should read. Um, yeah, so we've got lots of information on the sort of technical details there that we're bringing out over time, um, if anyone's interested. Uh, and yeah, it's to try and just help people to, yeah, to build yeah, the applications they, they want in their smart buildings, and that's the, the core of it. Yeah. So Helix helps you too, and there's a lot of words on this slide. I'm not going to read through them all, and I realise we're already half an hour in. So, uh, so, but I'll go through the headings. Uh, you know, boost your building's efficiency. This is big for everybody. It's not just about making your building more efficient from a people perspective. In that, do you need as much space as you have? It's also about energy. It is about the sustainability element, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I, 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 sustainability is also on the right, but 
boost your building's efficiency, it crosses both of those, you know, the energy using and, and the automation piece. Create safe spaces. Post-COVID, everyone needs to be, everyone needs to feel safe. People want to create safe spaces. People want to be alerted, you know, meeting rooms, we're doing it for a customer at the moment. Pre-COVID, an eight-person room could have eight people in it. Now they want four, but they want alerts if, if they go over so they can just tell people, look, you know, someone needs to come out of the room. Uh, you know, power, productivity, well-being and comfort. So indoor air quality, there are lots of reports out now. There's a lot of science and a lot of data and a lot of facts about how indoor air quality does affect cognitive performance and productivity. So, and you you know it, the proof is co2 right you can't fight co2 the more there is the more tired you get so you know i would start to talk at this point about the lack of that in the uk and everyone worried about having chickens or turkeys for christmas but i don't eat either for christmas so i'm not too worried uh saving vital costs again comes back to operational efficiencies promoting sustainability there's a there's a new british standard coming out uh called bs British Standard 40102. It is the requirement to monitor indoor environmental quality in buildings. So that is all about sustainability. It's about ESG. It's about regulation that may also come out. We've already seen it in schools in uh, the Netherlands and, and Germany about monitoring CO2. Uh, sustainability, people, performance, uh, all like, kind of these. These are all separate, but they all kind of mash together at some point. And then you've got, you know, then you've got master maintenance. So reduce, you know, reduce your, I've got to get closer because I can't read it from back there. It's a little bit small. Reduce your asset failures. So that's what we're talking about, digital twin and pushing something into another platform. But all of those kind of mesh together, really, that you could, you could, they could all be just lines sort of joined yeah. together. Right? And I guess that's the real message of Helix, right? Is that, you know, you might wish to do one at first, you know, you might be really focused right now on creating safe spaces. Yeah. And that's obviously... Bit of a hot topic, but if you you know you work with metricas and you then eventually you want to look at how do I improve my sustainability, how do I save the costs because I've increased my cost with safe spaces, you know we can we can help with a myriad of different things and you don't need to worry about that future compatibility because that's what we're worrying about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a, a live example for us is where we started with the Met Office. We started with the Met Office with a few indoor air quality sensors in their building because they won a competition that we ran. They now have lots of indoor air quality sensors and they were that using those, they were able to understand that their BMS sensors weren't actually as accurate as they thought. And so they, they resolved a problem that was there. Then they came to us about uh, the supercomputer rooms with monitoring those, then we did capacity, and then they came to us and said, can you help us with radar stations? So a, a building is a building for us, right? It doesn't matter what it is, but... Then, you know, whether it's us or one of our partners with hardware, we can glue everything together and bring it into one place to provide the solution you need. I wouldn't have thought that we would be helping the Met Office monitor their radar stations and help them reduce their operating costs from them, understand what's actually going on and reduce the amount of time that people have to spend driving there and back, which was every week. Now they do it only when they need to mm -hmm. because they've got the data. So... Yeah, metrics can help you do, as Sam said, a myriad of things. It just depends on where you want to start, what your biggest requirement is, what your biggest need is, to whether it's saving money, sustainability, ESG, re regulation or compliance. Yeah, we, we've got it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think that's it. I think we've come to the end. So uh, if, if anyone has any questions, uh, if you're all still listening, which we hope you are, and we haven't bored you to tears, which we hope we haven't, uh, I haven't seen any come in, Dureo, or anyone on the back end from us, but uh, we will see if any do come in. 
Uh, if not, uh, we'll give it a minute or so. Sam and I can make small talk prior to that. Uh, yeah, well, just quick, I guess, you know, the we are, we're just about to launch in the next uh, you know, few weeks the beta program oh, for, yes. uh, you know, for Helix, where we're looking for, um, you know, people to start to actually interact with the platform. You know, we've obviously been working on this a long time. Um, and now, you know, we want to get people to come on. The first thing we want to take a look at is uh, interactions with the API, because I'm very, you know, keen to make sure that even, you know, we said that we have all these different options for people, but what, what are the kind of applications that people want to make? You know, we've got some existing customers that are going to work with us on that, but there's anyone new, you know, we'd be open to, to discussing that primarily around air quality at first, because it's, it's an easy way for us to get started, but, you know, growing into all those different things that we, we spoke about. Um, and in, on the next slide in a moment, then there'll be a, an email to get in contact. I'll go, to, I'll go to that now while we still yeah. want uh, wait, waiting for questions. I'm just going to jump to this other part here to see if there are any questions. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, Polly Huscroft, really excited for this session. I'm watching Sunny Devon. Oh, Sunny Devon. Well, thank you for watching. Uh, I'd like to be down there too while the weather is still good, maybe going out on a surf ski. Uh, we. Uh, that's, that's Charlotte talking about how jealous of someone being in Devon. I agree. I'm jealous of not being in Devon either, although 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 it is sunny. So uh, if you would like to be on the beta program, uh, the contact details are there. Get in touch. Info at metricus.io uh, or you know the website, but info at metricus.io and ask to be added to the beta program. Uh, or you can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, we haven't had any questions come in, so we've either talked everyone to death or we've covered off everything that everyone needed to hear. Sam, thank you, mate. Uh, everybody, thank, thank you, you for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning into Unisu and StreamYard and YouTube where this is going out to. Uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thanks very much. We'll be back soon to give you a little bit more detail about Helix and how it's progressing. Thanks, everyone.